Good morning, it's Wednesday, December 6th, and this is the Daily Chirp Podcast. We're bringing you a closer look at one of our top stories and other important things going on in our community. Today, we're diving into a complex legal battle stemming from a tragic accident where a tractor-trailer crashed through the Wilcox Visitor Center. Before we begin, we'd like to thank our sponsors at Lolly Automotive. Hi everyone, I'm Sean Lawley from the Lawley Automotive Group, and we've stocked up on inventory at all of our dealerships. If you've been thinking about a new car, we've got the deal for you on a new Buick, GMC, Chevrolet, Ford, Kia, Hyundai, Honda, Nissan, Chrysler, Dodge, Jeep, and Ram. You don't have to go to Tucson or Phoenix to buy a new vehicle. We're your hometown dealer since 1995. We'll beat the big city dealers in price, and our customer service is small town dealer friendly. Come into any one of the Lawley dealerships today, or shop lollycars.com and see why nobody beats a Lawley deal. Nobody. Now some Arizona trivia. Today, we continue with our tour of the extraordinary life and legacy of pioneering Supreme Court Justice Sandra Day O'Connor. On July 7, 1981, President Reagan nominated O'Connor to the Supreme Court, fulfilling his campaign promise to appoint the first woman to the court. Despite her personal opposition to abortion, she faced criticism from anti-abortion and religious groups suspecting she wouldn't overturn Roe v. Wade. Conservative senators and activists, including Jerry Falwell and Howard Phillips, opposed her nomination due to her stance on social issues. Nevertheless, she was confirmed unanimously by the Senate on September 21st, after a three-day televised hearing that primarily focused on abortion. O'Connor's confirmation, marked by her careful avoidance of expressing clear abortion rights support, drew significant public attention, resulting in a record number of letters received by a justice in their first year. Today's history is brought to you by Benson Hospital. They're doing more than treating illnesses in Benson, they're building a healthier community. Benson Hospital is now collaborating with the Diaper Bank of Southern Arizona to provide diaper assistance to families in need. For more information, visit their website at bensonhospital.org. Now our feature story. It's October 19, 2020. A Pennsylvania trucking company, Takata Trance, faces a grim situation. Their driver, Oria Temescu, tragically loses his life when his tractor-trailer, carrying Kellogg's products, veers off Interstate 10 at 75 miles per hour. The truck crashes through the Wilcox Visitor Center, a building that had recently been remodeled. This incident then sparks a lawsuit against Takata Trans, filed by Arizona Municipal Risk Retention Pool, seeking over $270,000 for damages. Fast forward to today, the attorneys for Takata are making a bold move. They're asking Judge Terry Bannon of the Cochise County Superior Court to dismiss this lawsuit. Their argument hinges on an unexpected twist. The driver suffered an unforeseeable medical incident, specifically a heart attack, which they claim absolves them of liability. Court records are revealing in this case. They show that questions about Temescu's medical condition are critical. The autopsy by the Pima County Office of the Medical Examiner indicates that Temescu's death was due to a myocardial infarction caused by heart disease. However, the case isn't as straightforward as it seems. The risk pool contends that this medical emergency was not as unanticipated as Takata claims. The autopsy revealed that Temescu had stents in his arteries and had suffered previous heart attacks. Despite this, he was cleared to drive just five days before the accident, a clearance given by a Pennsylvania chiropractor and accepted by Takata's safety director, who it turns out knew of Temescu's heart issues. As this legal drama unfolds, Judge Bannon has set a trial-setting conference for January 12th in case she denies Takata's motion for summary judgment. In the meantime, both parties are gearing up for what promises to be a contentious battle. The risk pool's attorneys are preparing their response, which will include a deposition of one of Takata's expert witnesses. 
This case raises critical questions about responsibility, unforeseeable medical emergencies, and the complexities of legal battles in the face of tragedy. You can get the latest on this story at MyHeraldReview.com. Thanks for listening. Before we continue, a quick message from our sponsors, Prestige Family Living. Here at Prestige Assisted Living at Sierra Vista, the holidays are about to get ugly. Join us for our ugly sweater party taking place December 15th from 2 to 4 p.m. Amid the beauty of the season, we want to see your most garish garments. The best of the worst holiday sweaters will win prizes and we'll have snacks and refreshments along with all sorts of holiday fun. For more, visit prestigecare.com slash Sierra Vista. Again, that's prestigecare.com slash Sierra Vista. Next. Former Oregon Duck Chapin Peterson uprooted his life in the Pacific Northwest to pursue a professional golf career here in Arizona. Now the 25-year-old is trying to earn his way onto the PGA Tour. Beatriz Martinez and Ryan Bunnell of Cronkite News have the full story. For many, Arizona is considered the mecca for golf in the United States, and for some, it's the perfect spot to jumpstart a professional career in, in the sport. Cronkite News reporter Ryan Bunnell spoke with a current amateur and former pro to discover what it takes to reach the pinnacle of golf. Although golf is considered a relaxing, leisure-like activity for some, the grind to transform a hobby into career is no gimme. Take former Oregon Duck Chapin Peterson, for example, who uprooted his life in the Pacific Northwest to pursue a professional golf career here in the desert. The 27-year-old has been playing ever since he knew how to hold a club, yet faces an array of challenges in his multi-year pursuit to reach golf's highest levels. I would say it's one of the most difficult sports to turn pro in just because of the financial side. Golf is so expensive in the mini tours. You're not guaranteed anything in golf. And so if you're not playing well, it gets expensive in a hurry. So a lot of people, you know, they see the pros, they see them at the pinnacle, but they don't see what it takes to get there. What are the hardest challenges? What are some of the things you have to overcome in this journey of grinding through the amateur scene to get to the pros? It's really hard especially in golf, to jump all the way to the top level. There's very few people that have, that have done it. Even a lot of champions on the PGA Tour now had to go through uh, one of the qualifying tours. According to the Professional Athlete Index, only one of every 51,346 become a professional golfer in the United States. One former pro and current golf analyst knows firsthand the sheer amount of hard work that goes into earning a PGA Tour card. You're talking about tens of thousands of very qualified golfers playing for 125 spots on the PGA Tour. It's extraordinarily difficult. You have to be ridiculously talented, you have to be the most dedicated athlete, and you have to have stone-cold belief in yourself. Whereas other sports are typically associated with team aspects, golf is unique in the sense that it's just you. Golf is a it's a single sport. Um, you're alone. It's just you and those golf balls. You do extraordinary things through obsession. I mean, you have to be obsessed with it. And Peterson can attest to this type of infatuation with the game. If I take any sort of time off for the game, it can just be a few days, and it's killing me. So it's just always that passion and desire that I have that really pushes me. It's My mind almost doesn't let me stop. While skill might get you far, the ability to overcome failure is what separates the field of hopeful individuals looking to make it big. Well, the players that make it to the PGA Tour and the LPGA Tour, uh, they're, they're not the most talented. 
they're the ones who persevere the most. You know, they're, they're the ones who just don't quit. In Phoenix, Ryan Bunnell, Cronkite News. While the grind for a PGA Tour card is still in the works for Peterson, he has no intentions of slowing down anytime soon. Thanks for listening. Before we continue, a quick message from our sponsors, Ace Hardware. Hi, this is Les from Sierra Vista Ace. This is a great time to paint. Ace stocks Clark and Kensington, Valspar, Dunn Edwards, and our own Ace Royal paint in interior and exterior finishes. We can computer match other brands and colors too. All the colors you can imagine, even one named Sierra Vista. Decide on the wall or room to paint, bring in a color idea, and let Ace mix your paint. Treat yourself to a new brush and roller too. Save gas, save time, shop Ace first. Sierra Vista Ace since 1981 on the corner of Fry and Highway 9. Next, an upcoming event that you should know about. This Saturday, head over to the Yuletide Market and Holiday Bazaar at the FLH Burger Center in Sierra Vista. Beginning at 9 a.m. and running until 3 p.m., this is the perfect opportunity to find that special something for those on your holiday gift list. Many local artisans will be showcasing their wares, including candles, glass, jewelry, woodwork, holiday decorations, and a whole lot more. Finally, today we're remembering the life of Mary Beth Noble. Mary Beth was born in Spangler, Pennsylvania in 1964. She graduated high school in 1982. She played in the school marching band and could hold her own on the baritone, bagpipes, flute, and clarinet. She married Matthew in 1983 and they raised four children together. The family moved to Fort Huachuca in 1993. She remarried to Wayne in 2009 and had two children. She was a stay-at-home mom and also volunteered as a den mother, coached sports and cheerleading, and volunteered as a costumer and board member at the Sierra Vista Community Theater. Mary Beth's greatest legacy is her family. She is survived by her husband, three sisters, five children, and ten grandchildren. Thank you for taking a moment to celebrate and remember Mary Beth's life. Thanks for tuning in to the Herald Review podcast today. And remember, the Herald Review is here for you with local news you can trust. Subscribe today for unlimited access to all of our content for just $14 per month. This is less than the cost of one hour of one reporter's work on a single story. Also, want to stay up to date on what's going on? Join Neighbor, your trusted neighborhood community. Neighbor is a free online forum you can trust to connect with your community, focus on facts, and make a difference. Join the conversation. Visit nabur.myheraldreview.com. It's a beautiful day in the neighborhood, especially in Cochise County. Become part of the hyperlocal conversation on Cochise County's exclusive social media platform, Neighbor. That's N-A-B-U-R. Your neighbors are striking up meaningful conversations, sharing exquisite Cochise County photos, and respecting each other's views without any other social media noise. No unwanted advertising and only respectful conversations on hot community topics. That's right. Our journalism project manager can set the record straight and help answer any pressing questions about the happenings in our community. Join the conversation at myheraldreview.com slash N-A-B-U-R.